I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I'm guilty of is playing innocent. <laughs> I might yell at my friends behind cars, but you best believe I'll look good behind bars. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you guys, they're themed. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> On order, like boom, boom, for this <laughs> conversation. There's so much happening. First off, okay, first off, I have to introduce the guest of guests. You know him, you love him. News and entertainment journalist and pop culture expert, Richie Sky. Thank you so much for zooming in urgently. I was like, 911, Richie Sky, things are happening in Salt Lake City, and I need to talk them through with an expert who has translated a lot of Bravo news mm -hmm. to his thriving audience online. And guys, if you're not subscribed to Richie Sky's YouTube, get on it ASAP. Richie Sky, thank you for joining me for this emergency episode. My God. My God. 
Listen, when I saw the news yesterday, and I, first of all, I saw your post <laughs> about oh taking God. some self-care. And I was in the middle of doing the same. I was getting a mani and a pedicure. And Ooh. I was thinking to myself, this is just going to be a great rest of the day. So easy breezy, so light and yes. free. And the next thing you know. I mean, I was in Zoom therapy, <laughs> weeping about PMS, like genuinely got off Zoom and then saw my phone had melted down <laughs> with the news. As we all know, I'll give a little bit of a recap. And guys, this is going to be um, part one of a two episode special. So Richie is here with me now to really translate what this means for us as Bravoholics for the upcoming season of Salt Lake City. And then I'm going to be chattling, ch chattling, <laughs> <laughs> chatting with Emily D. Baker, who's a legal commentator and former prosecutor about what this means from a criminal legal liability aspect. Um, so as we all know, news broke yesterday, and I'm, I'm reading this from the headlines of CNN, that reality TV star Jen Shaw of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was arrested and charged in connection with a telemarketing scheme that defrauded hundreds of people, many of whom are over the age of 55, according to a superseding indictment that was unsealed this week. Her assistant, sidebar, or as I've started to call him in my head, her chief stew. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Pause for applause. Pause, pause for applause. Um, her assistant, Stuart Smith, was also arrested and charged on Tuesday. Both Shaw and Smith, I guess it's important that I say their names since Andy um, tried to say that she was 50 plus. Both Shaw 47 and Smith 43 appeared before U.S. Judge Dustin Pede in Salt Lake City Federal Court Tuesday, according to a news release from the U.S. District Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. Shout out. Don't fuck with us. They have been charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. It looks like this. the charges stem from a nine-year scheme. And who knows how long investigators had been pursuing this. Um, and listen, there's a, there's a lot to unpack when it comes to what's going on and what this means. And I would highly encourage that you guys visit Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo, who did a great job of um, translating what this means when it comes to what does it mean to conspire to commit wire fraud, money laundering, and because their crimes involve operations and partners in New York, New Jersey, Manhattan, how, why you know, that's why this is happening out of the Southern District of New York, which is a federal district court known for their impressive legal team, not just on <laughs> Law and Order, you guys, also IRL. Um, there's a, a lot. And, and the fact that they were ostensibly uh, pursuing our elder community, which isn't 55. We know 55 is the new 12, but, you know, older <laughs> folks and... <laughs> You know, like in their early, I don't know, aughts. Is that what we call it now when you're 100 plus? And people who are computer illiterate, they were really going after people to defraud and then um, uh, trying to find crafty ways to ensure that those people wouldn't be able to successfully seek refunds when it comes to pursuing them and selling their information as leads to other people to participate in this um, after school activity. Uh Listen, there's it's a lot to unpack. There's a lot going on. It is wild that allegedly Jen was about to hop on a flight with her cast to go on a trip. She got a call allegedly from Coach Shaw, told production he was in the hospital skadoodled uh, yeah quote unquote in the hospital <laughs> smells like success um skadoodled away and then the feds and maybe a SWAT team showed up looks like coach Shaw allegedly or somebody had gotten a leak that this was happening she skadoodled they were able to track her down i think from a pin or whatever the fuck technology shout out um on her phone and arrested her shortly thereafter um k <laughs> first off 
You know, when I first heard this story, I, all I saw was Jinshaw arrested. And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, why? What happened? Yeah, and then was I it I the saw, fashion police? <laughs> then I saw that Stuart was involved as well. And I was like, mm. her, her captain, her A1, her she assistant too. number one. And so mm-hmm. as I began to put the pieces together, I started to remember that I never really understood what it was exactly that she mm-hmm. said that she did. I heard mm-hmm. varying explanations from her. I went back and I looked up. You know, I was watching season one again last night to sort of see if mm-hmm. I can put together some clues. I remember mm-hmm. that there was this rumor out that the chalet she was in wasn't really hers. It was a rental. Yes. There was all sorts of little stories going around about her, but I felt like I felt like the focus when the show came out was more so on Mary and the grandfather. So I kind of didn't even really investigate that hard into what it is that Jen Shaw does. And it's not because it's mostly because if you live that fabulously and you really kind of flaunt it that way, you kind of bring attention to people wanting to know what it is exactly that you do. Because people want to know, how do you make this type of money to host these lavish events, to get all these fashions? And so when you can't quite accurately articulate what it is that you do for your income, that raises red flags for me. The flag was raised, it was in the back of my mind, but again, I was so focused on on the Mary situation. The Mary stuff was a lot. You know, and so it kind of was like, okay, well, I'm not really thinking that much about Jen outside of her continued outburst. And I kept trying to think to myself, is she portraying other popular cast members? And maybe she was portraying Teresa all along. I mean... I wonder when the fraud, it sounds like this has been going on for several years. And I wonder, had it always been in support of a lavish lifestyle? Like, at what point did the eight assistants who were seemingly, um, you know, employees for one of these myriad of businesses, um, at what point was this done to support the kind of lifestyle that we saw on SLC was the lifestyle that we saw an elevated version of what she was doing IRL how much of her feeding into the fraud was to support this and how much of her feeding into the fraud was to feed into a fraud you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying like was she doing this to create a lavish lifestyle and then SLC happened which was wasn't it originally a show about like women be working kind of thing of like women in thriving careers. And that is why she was onboarded. And then it became Real Housewives. It wasn't originally envisioned to be a housewife show, which makes this all the more ludicrous. And Bravo, (laughs) I would think would not look great if it had in fact been that kind of show. And this still would have happened. There are, and she did, attempt to communicate on the season reunion what she did it was followed by heather being like i still don't get it but her um, company parties were so awesome i was like well this is amazing which now that we know allegedly what it took to hold those company parties you know likely funded with stolen money from a compromised community that they targeted you know these people who are like this will help you with your business yada 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 or this will help you with tax preparation or whatever um and that they were seeking out to steal money from people who wouldn't realize necessarily that this was a fraud until unfortunately too late it's complicated And the question I think a lot of people are asking is, like, why go on reality TV if you know that you're covering up criminal activity? And my answer to that is, 
the Teresa stuff is an obvious example because an old tweet or a recent tweet resurfaced of like Jen being like, I'll do one better than Teresa, which, yeah, that's true. You absolutely did. Like, yep, we got it. You you really got big tree energy there. Um, and I get that. But the tree stuff, while Teresa was charged and did go away to summer camp plus several months that was more related to Joe like Teresa was charged but this started with Joe you know what I'm saying like Teresa was involved in this but the creator of the Michigas was Joe with Erica and Tom Erica hasn't yet been charged there are allegations assumptions and rumors that Erica may have been involved in some of the cover-up of money, whatever, blah, 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 allegedly, but that hasn't happened yet. Tom is the one at the center of the criminal activity. With Jen, it's Jen. So this is the first time, to my knowledge, that the ringleader has been the housewife, which is a very different dynamic to me than New Jersey, where Teresa was you know, signed the documents and whatever, but wasn't the initiator of this. And Beverly Hills, where Erica was probably involved in stuff, and we'll see what happens there, but wasn't, Erica wasn't Tom. Like, it's about Tom. It's not, not about Tom. It's about Tom and Beverly Hills, but Erica is not Tom. With this, Jen is Tom. Like, <laughs> this is to me, is there another... I can't think of another time aside from rumors about Mary, but there's something about Mary. Like I can't just stop pulling from the movie, from the Netflix. And <laughs> like there's, that is a TBD. Like that's somewhere in the distance, you know? It's this weird. This is Jen. It, it's weird because in the Teresa situation and also kind of in the Erica situation, I, I, and, I could be the I could be a very naive person who sees the world through rose-colored glasses. I I will readily admit that because even with the Teresa situation, I was wondering, well, how much did she actually know when no. she was signing yeah. those documents? I don't think she knew a lot. And then there's a part of me that says, well, did Erica actually know what was going on? But I'm sure she may have felt something mm-hmm. was awry here. And even mm-hmm. with the Jen situation, it wasn't until I really dug deeper into what those charges actually meant that I, I initially I was thinking maybe she didn't know what she was getting herself into. Like maybe because sometimes I think that people, especially nowadays, there's so many different types of network marketing, multi-level marketing, and then pyramid type things, which is what I thought that she was a part of, which is why I felt like she probably couldn't accurately explain it. So I said, okay, maybe that's it. Maybe it's that type of marketing thing, right? And so, right, quote unquote. And so I thought, well, maybe did she fall into this? But as you continue to read down into the charges, and again, I'm thinking that also because I don't want to believe it, right? Even when I go back to my own, I I used to work in IT and I used to, we used to have to take those anti-money laundering type, you know, um, uh, tests or exams or whatever they give you. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not really paying attention to this. I'm just doing enough to get pat to, to get a passing score because I don't want your money. I don't even want to be working here. But that's mm-hmm. a whole nother story. But <laughs> <laughs> I should have been paying attention because I would have understood these charges a lot more. But instead, I had to literally go down the rabbit hole and read what each one of those charges actually meant. And then I discovered these are intentional actions. The moving of the money to the offshore, you know, it's just all kinds of things that are really well thought out. And then I started to think, why would you, why would you want to even be on reality television if you're doing that and you're already living this fancy lifestyle? What do you need reality TV for? I think it's the same. I mean, there is that. Listen, the Tom Girardi stuff has been going on for a while, right? The Teresa and Joe stuff had been going on for a while. They, you know, the house that he built, um, the house of cards and also various forms of rubber and plastic existed (laughs) prior to New Jersey being a thing. 
so the fraud had existed for these people in support of their lifestyle. And the idea that, like, why do you go on reality TV knowing that this thing you are trying to bury, and maybe it's the person thinking is, like, the Joe and not the tree, if you know that this thing that you're trying to bury could potentially come to light because you are participating in the active pursuit of getting attention put on you by potentially millions of people because you're now participating in, like, the quasi, the niche fame celebrity game where people from Bravo who watch Bravo are going to know you and people who don't when you sometimes become like just a part of the lexicon. I think this is sort of similar in my head to why people who have participated in criminal activity run for public office. Like, why would you do that? Because you know that the thing that you're going to put yourself at so much risk but the reality of joining reality TV or wanting to be on a public platform is that it requires at its base foundation in a, a healthy amount of narcissism and ego because you have to think to yourself, I am like running for president to put yourself through what it takes to try to survive a presidential campaign. You genuinely, truly at best have to think I am the only person that can do this job the absolute best that it needs to get done. You could be totally wrong, but as a defense mechanism to survive what it takes, you have to think that. And my hypothesis is to join reality TV, you have to believe that you are that special that a story involving your quote unquote real life is worth a TV show and the cost of being involved in that. And when you join Housewives, you know the drama involved, the stakes involved. And if you are in some ways a housewife historian or student of housewives as it appeared Jen had been you've genuinely believed that out of the gate you are going to be the center snowflake center of the drama center of it all and I think the narcissism that led her to thinking she would get away with it is directly connected to her thinking nobody would find out because she was so good at covering it up Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think what you're saying makes a lot more sense to me now, psychologically speaking, because otherwise I can't fathom why someone would do this, knowing that they've got this whole shady kind of business over here. And then that leads me to my next question. And I think we I think we I think you're correct. I think we saw that narcissism play out throughout the show. And by the time we got to episode 13 and into the reunion we could full-on say that she has some type of narcissistic personality yeah i'm not a psychologist not a psychiatrist but i feel like it seems like a textbook case but that's just me mm -hmm. um the other thing is i want to know now who else knew about this because you know if there was the alleged Oof. call from Coach Shaw that something was happening. And, and you Coach Shaw, P.S., was a successful attorney before he became a football coach, P.S., so he has probably contacts. Are you serious? He oh, yeah, yeah. He was a successful. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm sure he still has his law license. So, okay. So now this told <laughs> You've Sorry. just Sorry. given Sorry. me Sorry. a whole. Because now I'm thinking to myself. Okay, your husband used to be a successful attorney. Um, what are you doing this for? Number one, and number two, don't you think that that would? I was about to say something, but then I look at uh, Tom Girardi was no, an tell attorney. No, tell me what too. you were gonna say. Tell well, me what you I was just say. thinking to myself, if you're married to an attorney, why would you ever think that you could get away with something like this? And it's so dirty. But then I think about. Tom Girardi. But in my mind, I'm like, well, I cannot equate Coach Shaw to Tom Girardi, can I? But in my mind, I'm like, how would you not know? How would you not know? 
I mean, yeah, your question is like, who knew? I mean, because he did get a call. I'm thinking he got a call from somebody who had a connection to him through his legal career who was like, guess what? This is happening. Like, just buckle up. I don't it, it very well may not be committed to any kind of criminal conspiracy. I think it's likely more related to his connections. But how do you not know? Because it's confusing to us as viewers what his wife does. But I'm assuming they're filing joint taxes. He's seeing how much money is coming in. I mean, are, are we not asking questions like we the audience when we were presented with the Shaw squad, we're like, this doesn't make sense. I'm not married to her. I don't have kids with her, but I know that what we are watching on TV does not make sense. And yet the shit that we were finding out from Mary was so overwhelming. And there was evidence that it was like a little bit of a distraction. And then we're watching a plus plus prestige TV. <laughs> so to me, I'm not thinking she's under, uh, any kind of like legal threat at this point. I'm just, I'm just looking at what she is presenting to us as her life. And I am thinking as someone who has never interacted with her aside from like a cast zoom thing, which was great. Um, as someone who has never interacted with her, nor gone to lunch with her, nor gone on these shopping trips with her, whatever else, this doesn't make sense to me. Anybody that you know with a high net worth is not going to have eight assistants in her home helping her with normal everyday life. Genuine billionaires and people who do a great job of pretending they are do not have those kinds of teams. And it felt like she got defensive tried to say on the re and understandably tried to say in the reunion well they helped me with our businesses but is that person an employee or an assistant you know like where is the fraud when it comes to the narrative of what she was presenting to us on tv and what was she presenting to her family and friends that's a good question because ultimately those two worlds had to converge when she got on television and I'm just like, why is no one asking anything? And why is no one on the cast asking asking any questions? That's the other thing. Like, on any other show, I, I can't... <laughs> I, I, I Because of how ostentatious she was with it, I just mm -hmm. feel like it was so over the top. Why was no one else curious as to what this girl actually does? You know what I mean? You know, with Lisa, we know it's Vita Tequila. We know it's Meredith Marks Jewelry. You know what I'm saying? Now we know that, you know, Whitney has her own skincare line. But, you know, none of them were living as lavishly as she was in terms of the assistance, the, the, grand, the grandiose parties. I mean, Lisa was throwing parties that weren't even that grand. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but, they, but, they, but that felt real to me. That felt like, okay, these women are going about their lives. I feel like this is what they actually do. I never got the sense that for as much drama as Jen gave us that I loved, I never got the sense that this world that she was building on this show was real. I didn't. It just didn't ring true. Why did we not have a single scene of her, quote unquote, at work? Everybody else had a scene. We got one. And that was what her roller skating through the office. But no one was there except her and Stuart and maybe like another person. One. Uh, like what was shot? We know it that doesn't... there were months and months and months of filming because there was months prior to what, from my understanding at least, there was months prior to what was actually not, now known as the first episode. So there was time. There was time to investigate that. And what I don't know is, and this is just coming from someone who was on a show on Bravo, is... Mm. They want to know everything about your life. You know what I'm saying? There was nothing I felt like. I almost felt like, did you want my tax returns too? Because, but I, that could just be a testament to the production company and my producer asking the right questions and really getting to the heart of everything. Like, I just felt like she broke me down so bad. And this, I don't mean this in a bad way. I think she did her no, job. No, no, she got, she did her job. Sounds but like she, she was a really effective producer. She, she got me to open up about things in my life that I had never shared. And I'm doing this in front of a camera. Now, not all of that played out on the screen, but I just felt drained when I finished. Like I had gone through counseling. So in my mind, 
How is that not coming out in production when it's happening? Because I know what those things are like. Or did they know and not care? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I have to say, I've never been on reality TV. I did participate in a shoot um, this past weekend that uh, I signed. I knew what it was going in, and I knew it was going to be very vulnerable, and I was going to be sharing aspects publicly relating to my like life and journey that I hadn't discussed before. And it was with a, a genuine, literal, world-class photographer who's in the Smithsonian and yada, yada, yada. And you guys will, I guess, see it when it comes out in a couple of weeks at the same point I do. But I knew going in that I was going to be sharing some stuff my life real shit and when I sat down I broke open and I was like there's cameras on me lights on me I I was there was no place for me to hide and that was an hour of my life I wasn't filming a confessional I wasn't signing up for reality tv I literally signed up to do this and knew what it was going in and had a lot of trust. Um, and I think rightfully so without seeing the final product in a team that seemed very invested in humanity, human stories. And I'm very appreciative that, that they were the people involved, but I didn't go through what Jen did. I cannot imagine a confessional for Jen where they're like, I would think asking her questions about the day-to-day stuff with her work is it because it's online like when someone says algorithm I do shut down a little bit my internal Mm. organs do start to like dim I go to another place tequila to me is more understandable diamonds or things we are calling diamonds more understandable plastic surgery reconstructive whatever fun little shots things in your elbow understandable Mary stuff put aside (laughs) You know, like the gen of it all, it is to me confusing. If she did have a real job, I don't know that I would understand it. I do know that I didn't understand what she presented. Exactly. And so if you didn't understand it, I didn't understand it. You know, and maybe it was the producers. They didn't really get a real understanding of it either. Because if she is, because here's the thing. Now that I think about it, if she is saying, well, this is what I do, no one really understands it, but she has the financial means to throw the parties, to live the lifestyle, then there's not much else that producers can do besides ask the questions and then present. Now, I will say sometimes they can give you a brighter light, I should say, than what you may actually have in person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can you say a little bit more about that, though? Can you expand? Well, and I, I would say that they can show the best parts of you. Totally. Or the parts that the they feel like the world needs to see because they do have to tell a story and they do have to yep. focus on six other women. So mm-hmm. it can't be a deep dive into Jen Shaw's, you know, financial and personal, you know, work life. But right. it's just so odd because... As a result of that work, you claim that you need eight assistants. To me, that beg, I mean, that that does now require a little bit more research as well as a little bit more. We talk about on reality TV or talk about when you talk about television, there's the show and there's the tell. So there's the telling us what she does, mm. but let's show us what she does. And that is what gives us a better understanding as a viewer. Now we understand what she does. Case in point, again, we can go back to Lisa Barlow. Lisa Barlow sells tequila. Lisa Barlow tells us this. We see tequila everywhere. Even Mary. Mary says, I am a pastor at times. (laughs) They show us Mary Mm -hmm. in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. So regardless of Mary's scandalous or quasi-scandalous life as it's presented, there is evidence that she does what she says she does for the most part. 
We didn't get that same thing with Jen Shaw, unfortunately. And I really, I really wanted to know because it was so confusing. So I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out on season two. My fear is that she was such a big part of that show. Yeah. I don't know what they do beyond this. Did they still go on the cash trip? You know? Yeah, did they hop on that flight? Um, what are those conversations going to be like? Is she still going to be able to film for the rest of the season? Is it going to be a situation where we get a, you know, uh, Heather is in a, her confessional and she says in March, you know, Jen stopped filming with the group. <laughs> I mean, we were all yeah. so happy that day. <laughs> Little did I mean, we know. And the cameras didn't allegedly get the moment she got arrested because she skadoodled. But the, they, allegedly they did capture the feds talking to the cast members. The production team was allegedly outside the courthouse for her first appointment, um, which is a, probably an interesting experience when you are dressed in what she ref, ref, called glam, which I call fascinating appropriation <laughs> but she you know is walking outside she thought she was gonna have a very different kind of day and so think I just think about like the cameraman who was like shooting her like maybe they're going to the airport or wherever they were and then all of a sudden it's like cool 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 um can you meet at the federal courthouse to make sure that we we get our own footage of her leaving and she's probably seeing those same producers that she maybe interfaced with earlier in the day that she's known for a while at this point covering this aspect and jen has always wanted to be famous like Jen thought she was the shit. Jen still thinks that she was the shit. Jen has is trying. My thinking is the narrative that she used on the reunion that she has continued to use online is uh, her self victimization is probably going to carry through with whatever narrative she will ultimately present about why this is happening to her and why she's been targeted. And that's a really dangerous narrative. And I would be curious for Coach Shaw's thoughts on this. I am not an attorney. My dad is a litigator. I got an email from him yesterday about some shit where he's like, you need to work on blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And he literally ended the email. Oh, my God. Am I going to pull this fucking shit up with like a cautionary tale of like you want to make sure that um, – Stuff that you're doing, bum, 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 uh, you know, that in your whatever life you want to make sure that you're taking care of certain things in a timely manner, essentially. And for Coach Shaw, I just wonder when it comes to how they are handling this, what is he going to uh, counsel Jen to do? Stretch this out and try to fight it which would mean fighting it in New York if they if she pleads out she'll plead out I believe in Utah if they fight it they fight it in New York and it becomes this whole other thing I don't know what he's going to counsel her to do and how he's going to tell her to present this it's hard to be the victim when you are the primary conspirator I don't even She has a successful attorney as her spouse. I'm not even asking what he knew, what he chose to ignore, how he counseled her about joining SLC based on whatever assumptions he had. This is his wife, who was also seemingly a very healthy contributor to, you know, the family moolah. You know what I'm saying? Like she was bringing in cash money. What did he say when she presented to him the idea of going on reality TV or did she just say this is happening? And what is he telling her now? If I was him, I would be like, shut it down. Do not talk to. And if they had a solid attorney, don't ever speak to anyone ever again. You're never going to talk to production again, or at least not for until this has long been resolved. Do not go anywhere near a camera. And I know that people are freaking out about this because they're like, 
oh my God, it's going to be like this crazy moment, blah, blah, blah. I think it's going to be a wild historic trailer, but I don't think she's appearing on Housewives again. I don't think she's going to film any kind of confessional. I think she might give a statement, but this is not a Teresa situation. I don't see a world in which for the near future, Jen is talking about this. I really don't think she is because I think it puts her at such enormous risk and she does not have, she does not get to away with the like, I had no idea because her husband will know if she does not. And I don't mean that he was complicit in this. I mean that he knows what is best for her legally at this point. They don't get to say that they don't know because he is an information source for her specific to this. Well, again, that's why I say I you know, as much as I felt like people were, you know, kind of, I mean, we're all just in shock about it, but I also yeah. kind of worry about season two because I kind of feel like, again, it becomes the, in March, Jen stopped mm-hmm. filming with the group. Where yeah. does the show go from there? And Denise wasn't even at the center of the franchise in the ways that Jen was. Jen was the center of season one. There was no reason to think that was going to change for season two based on the relationship shifting um, during the reunion. I mean, God bless. Thank God we have Lisa and Heather dynamic. Maybe some weirdness with like uh, Lisa and Meredith Marks. Like there's Mary being Mary. Like there's Whitney stuff with her family. And maybe Whitney and Heather will go. Who knows? There are other dynamics. But overall, Jen was the center of a lot of conflict and drama and uh, narrative. And there was no reason to think that that was going to change. And I think about Beverly Hills as you're describing the, you know, like in March. And I think you're absolutely right. I also think about D.C. And when Mikhail and Tarek went through what they went, it took over the show and it damaged the show because it became about... This other thing that involved the president, vice president of the United States, security at the White House. People lost their jobs. It was a national security topic, and it took over the show and in some ways ruined the future for um, D.C. And I just think, like, beware the Ides of Mikhail, because if when you have a story like this that becomes criminal potential criminal activity potential criminal liability it's happening you're finding out about it on camera the on-camera stuff with when it comes to the reveal is going to be illuminating fascinating unbelievable historic but everything that follows it's like the she's taken out the air in the room All of the worst aspects of her narrative on the reunion, multiply that by a million. And this is what's going to happen. How do they recover from this? Because now she's at the center of this nationally, Mm -hmm. criminally, but she's not going to be present. So you're going to be speaking about a ghost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you do scenes with a ghost? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, the interesting thing is that she's essentially at this moment still a free woman you know uh, until you know she she's able to move around in in her home state in her uh, home state she can't do transactions over ten thousand dollars <laughs> literally anything she was planning to buy on a wednesday um, morning yeah but so she can't she, talk to her chief still no she, communication she's still yeah. somewhat able to maneuver around and so mm-hmm. i a part of me wonders well, first things first, I know what you're saying to be true. It's like, I think any, it, it seems to me like any real lawyer or attorney would advise you are not to speak about any of this. Mm-hmm. Is she, does she go on camera a la Erica Jane, who is her, her seems to be more perceived guilt by association and marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, does she go on to continue filming contractually for the rest of the show, but not able to really speak about what's going on while the rest of the ladies talk around it. I mean, Erica hasn't been charged. 
Erica gets to say, Erica's pushing the narrative of like, oh, the divorce and Sean cheated on me 15 years ago and I have some like Nokia receipts. Like Erica gets to say like, there's this whole other thing and I'm the victim. And it seems like her cast is willing to participate in the shift of narrative because of their alliance of being friends. Jen doesn't have that. Jen has her friendship with Lisa and then a group of women who, when seated in a room with a meditative psychic in Vegas, all raised their hands and said, we don't trust this woman. So she doesn't have the ability to do what Erica was doing because there are not women in the cast, aside from Lisa, who are going to be interested in participating in that, I think. Yeah, I can honestly see Meredith wanting to disengage from this whole situation, you know, because I think she's going to be one of those people who's a lot more concerned about her her business and her image, and rightfully so. You know, she didn't really want to have much to do with Jen at the end of that season anyway, so I can't really see her being a source of comfort. And when did the show just sort of just picked up filming? I wonder what their production schedule is like. I don't know if I was a producer right now, I would be like, give me, let me look through all of the lists of people that we originally thought about to become a housewife and let's stack the deck. Get me a mommy blogger, get me whomever, all of these people who, you know, these women have relationships to anybody who appeared in any kind of scene and immediately Marlo up, get people who are friends of that acts as a cast member Talk about the Jen stuff, maybe continue talking about the Jen stuff, but then shift immediately to yep. save the season. Mm-hmm. Like, otherwise, you are going to McHale out. It's going to be the thing. And you don't want that. You don't want a reunion at something with much lower stakes where everybody is talking about LVP not being there for three parts. That's not interesting. You don't want a Manolo belt box in the corner of like, oh, well, let's open it and see what we're going to give her, you know, in a dressing room door with her name on it. You don't want it. You want to talk about it, including with maybe somebody new and then try to move things along. There are other relationships to examine. You know, Mm -hmm. there are other routes to pursue. You don't ignore this. It's national news now. It is national news. But we need to work on what this story is going to be. Yep. That, and that's my biggest worry about this franchise is that one, it's so new, and two, she was such a she was the centerpiece of that show. So mm-hmm. it's it's and I, I worried actually about this when Leanne left Dallas, but I, I felt like they at least had built up enough steam to continue mm-hmm. on that road. The engine could keep going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This the engine was just really revving up, but she seemed to be the person who was really making it go. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they play it. And I do agree. It would be best to start interviewing new women, get new people in, find somebody else that has the personality, the lifestyle, the intrigue, um, do the background research, obviously, and um, (laughs) get them in there real quick. This is going to be wild. I mean, this is going to be, this is now, they allegedly the network, the network has declined comment publicly. Allegedly the network, and again, this is network, not legal system in any way, has a gag member on the gag member, has a gag order on the cast to shut it down. Don't say a fucking thing related to that, this. And it could be because they don't want, this to then open up into the like legal whomever wanting to get evidence or just get more attention this is criminal activity you don't want to put yourself into that dynamic you want to get yourself out of it as much as possible but you do still need to produce a story they're going to want to keep it down i would also think that they have a vested interest in these women not giving away anything that they can then choose when to reveal on tv to promote this season whenever the fuck it comes out And they have footage with Jen already. Obviously, the show was in production, literally filming when this happened. So I don't think we're going to get any tea from them in any way. I don't know how these women continue to promote their lives as housewives 
right now. I mean, we're going hour by hour at this point. I don't know how they can do at what point they start putting up glam photos or whatever. As you (laughs) said at the beginning of this combo, did they even leave for the trip? I mean, I don't know. And it's sort of good that I don't. And it's like interesting, curious that I don't, but I don't, I don't know how this will affect any of their actual real or whatever side eye, you know, Uh, work obligations and promotions because these women you know you go from having a couple thousand followers to like for some of them hundreds of thousands of followers you want to continue to engage and now you know that all of these other eyes are on you people who aren't watching slc people who are just new to this maybe even new to bravo because of this news who are now looking and saying like what is heather saying what is lisa saying there's so much more attention on you and to not be able to say anything even if it's for your own best interest that's gotta be tough and also you're filming and you came off of a wildly successful first season and did she fuck the show I mean I would be very pissed right now I mean personally if I was a producer, I would still have them on that trip. Oh, yeah. Get on the plane. You know, because I just feel like this is where it gets real. And just as a show, I want to see how these ladies react to this situation in real time. What their thoughts are. And especially because they were directly, it seems, allegedly questioned, you know, and they were involved in this thing. I want to know how they feel. And they were involved, say, not involved in the criminal act. They not were involved in the, in the act of the, the feds and possibly a SWAT that. team showing up. <laughs> Hi. Okay. I'm looking at the photo. Are you Heather? Okay, great. Do you know where Jen is by any chance? I've been like sliding into her DMs and. How do you um, feel about that? With her. Yeah. How, how do you feel? feel? I want to know that. I mean, talk about breaking the fourth wall. I want to see the producers. Being like, what's happening? I want to see the camera people tilting their heads and being like, eh? Like, what is going on? Like, boom operators. I want to see all that shit. Like, this is going to be, and talk about, by the way, a to be continued. We're going to get six episodes of people being like, huh? To be continued. Like, huh? Commercial break. Back to more. Huh? What? Uh, uh, uh. And then rewinding to two minutes of dialogue we just saw before the commercial break. And then another to be continued. This is going to, it is going to stretch. Like, I hope they get more than 13 episodes because this is at least four when it comes to like the day. It, it you know, is. Like, you you gotta you gotta tell the story in its entirety. I want to see them on the trip. I want to see the aftermath of it. I want to see what everybody is saying and how they're collectively dealing with it. And you're right. I want to see that fourth wall broken a little bit to get the producer reaction about it because it's huge. And I feel like you know, as a person who, it, if I were there, I would be deeply annoyed that I'm even mixed up mm-hmm. in this. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't sign up for the scandal of it all like that. And then to top it off, if you are her friend, how do you feel about that? I mean, just to add another layer. Uh-oh. Lisa, proud Mormon, said a whole lot during the reunion about how they were cool, you know, Mormon, yada, yada, when she had family members that went through divorce, blah, blah, blah. They were cool. They were cool. The Mormon community is going to have some thoughts, one would think, about Lisa shooting the shit with someone who was trying to defraud the elderly and computer illiterate. And regardless of the people that were victimized, just noting that this person has been arrested or whatever charged whatever you want to call it and are we talking to her do we think that's a good idea 
You know, I don't know. I'm a Jew. We would drop off Kogel outside and go on our way. The Mormon religion is very conservative when it comes to other stuff. Not to say that we would be like Mazel, but it's a different dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You know, honestly, it's like one of those things, just just knowing, I've, I've known people who have gone to jail for different activities, and when you find out about it, you were like, oh, you're, you were scamming. There's so many legitimate, you know, there's so many legitimate ways to make money and it may not be the fastest way or, you know, this, that, and the third, but at least, I mean, it's just, it's just so disappointing. I, I just, yeah, I'm interested to see, does Lisa at that point turn? on her does she have to turn her back now because she doesn't want to be involved in this or does she you know does she break with tradition and and stand by her friend quote oh my god which puts her in so much risk because she's gonna look like because then it's like production might be like hey maybe different maybe like defend your and then she's gonna look like an ass if she's like uh, but i don't know listen she this is a very different dynamic to season one but like she was the person who was like let me hear Jen's side and maybe someone should be communicating Jen's side because that gives a little tension regardless of how much full of shit I think it is we do I mean it is going to be tough to have this conversation with the ghost someone should be saying like you in danger girl but like also like why did this happen and do we do we support her in this you know it's a lot I mean first off listen everybody needs a hobby so there's that I I mean I put on I put on um uh on IG like name the the shot dynamic of it all and I got for the um episode for this emergency app and I did get some like shocked faux shaw shaw gate um my favorite which i do think is going to be the title shout out to alex zaragoza who is the first person um from vice to suggest uh shaw din fraud <gasps> a lot of people came up with it she oh. was the first to slide into my dm so shout out to alex and everybody else i think that's going to be the name of the app shawdolent behavior she's been fraud jen lent RHDC 2.0, the Shaw-tuation expected. <laughs> Money shandering. That's a good one, too. Um, <laughs> Shamful. Shaw incarcerated? Shaw incarcerated? I don't uh, get that one. Conspiracy Shaw. I mean, Shaw suit. Shaw gate. <laughs> a lot of smiley stuff. Um, it's a lot. I mean, it's like a conversation that will continue, which is, this is an emergency episode. P.S. Guys, Angie, Andy, this is the first week of Andy's Girls going two episodes a week. I posted an hour and 15 minute Patreon episode last night with my first thoughts on the gen of it all. Patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. And what a week in which to expand episodes because these motherfuckers are getting three classic AGs. One hour plus Patreon. I'm likely doing another one by the end of the week. <laughs> it's been nutso. So I do have to say, please, if you aren't already, subscribe to the pod if you haven't. Rate the pod five stars on iTunes. Join the Patreon if you can, please. I would appreciate it because this is a lot of <laughs> work and I do want to say that like when I am thinking of how to translate what is going on in pop culture let alone the Bravo verse I do always think of you first Reggie Sky and I'm so appreciative for you coming on and guys if you are not a subscriber of his YouTube channel get your life yes come on over Come on over, join the well over 100,000 plus who are because it's incredible. And I've been so fortunate to be a guest on your YouTube before. And it's a complete thrill and joy in any moment that I can 
talk to you. I love, and I like, I know that we're still recording, but like, when are you coming back? Because I want to get your thoughts on Atlanta. Whenever you need. Weren't we just talking about like, when can you come on the show? And we, we were, were talking about scheduling and then this happened and I was like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. You know, it's so funny when something like this happens and I'm trying to process it all. The first person I think of is, oh my God, I, I think Sarah would be the best person to break this down for me. To really like just sometimes you just have to get out the thoughts and just walk mm-hmm. them through with someone. Mm-hmm. You're my person that I like to do that with. Oh, my God. You're my person. Let's like this is like the, you know, the the lower third for this um, episode is like still processing, too. This is brand new for us. This is just coming out. We are talking about it, I think in a way that is so consistent to Andy's girls because it all does go back to human behavior and that lens of, you know, the who, what, when, where, why. And the why to me is always so interesting. Mm -hmm. And I'm so appreciative for you coming on. And um, I can't wait to kiki with you soon. Tell the listeners, tell the AGs how to follow you, how to subscribe to your, your YouTube Tell us, mention it all. Uh, literally, everything is DJ Richie Sky. So if you go on Google, so it's DJ Richie Sky. Everything should pop up Instagram and YouTube. Can I ask you, because you are very friendly with several housewives who you've um, interviewed and um, and know well, has anybody reached out to you about this to be like, holy shit? You don't even have to tell me who, but you're smiling. No, honestly, no. no? I, I, I started to reach out to a couple, but everybody, all the ones that I typically kind of talk to have so much mm-hmm. stuff going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then I had so much stuff going on. So it was kind of like, this is so fresh and so new. And I didn't, there's a part of me that also, I, I don't take joy in the situation. Mm-hmm. There's just so much... It's such a shock. Yeah, it's that a you, shock. We, I think we all have to have these conversations as a community. And I think then once we find out more and once it kind of settles in, I'm sure I will have some conversations with a couple of the ladies. Can I ask you before we go a really complicated question? Yeah. What did you think of her glam? I'm not I'm not being funny when I say it's complicated. The glam that she was arrested in. The... I, box braids the look (laughs) the possible bronzer so there's a popular movie called set it off um it stars queen latifah vivica fox yeah so jada jada pinkett and um you know what the first thing that somebody said was oh "Oh, she got arrested in her set it off braids And (laughs) and i was thinking wow she did um, it was, it was an interesting, interesting choice for yesterday. And, you know, I have to believe that at some, in some point she knew she was going to get some type of reaction from that. And I don't think that she thought about the meta of it all with it happening yesterday. And then the arrest mm-hmm. happening yesterday. Um, I will say that makeup wise, her makeup has never looked better because it wasn't done. I mean, it was, it was flawless makeup. Okay, mm-hmm. let's start mm-hmm. there. I got to give her her props on that. Um, the braids, I'm going to let that go simply because she had a hard day. That's so nice of you. Yeah, um, that's, that's that was my thought when some someone else asked me that question. And I said, that's generous. You know, she's not having the best of days. So I'm going to allow a misstep. I think, and you have obviously every right to, and I also have some satchels from listeners who, um, uh, had some thoughts as well, which I'm going to share on the Patreon episode. Um, I, yeah, it was an interesting, Jen is an interesting person. I will say that she has a lot to say and express. And some of it is really complicated and it is fascinating that she was brought in for her meeting in full glam and that that was the look that she decided to do for the trip and you know there we are i mean 
it's a lot. This is the housewives of it all. When like the fact that there's a video of her leaving the courthouse and someone's like, you look great, girl. Like (laughs) 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 we can find a little bit of joy and humor and pathos and whatever in just the expression of this, you know, like that is possible. Also noting, of course, the damage that has been brought with this and really taking an eye and a look to um, how much of that was in, how much of whatever happened was in support of what we watched last season. I mean, this is a conversation that will continue and I'm so excited to Mm -hmm. do that obviously with you. And on that note, Richie Sky died for you and the conversation continues. I am going to be listening to and following Jen and Stu, uh, Chief Stu's uh, arraignment, uh, which is open to the public. So go to my Instagram at Dame Galley. I will be saving all of that coverage to a highlight. And stay tuned for part two of this two-part special Friday with Emily D. Baker. Guys, hope you're doing okay. What a crazy fucking week. And um, hope you enjoyed part one. Take care, guys. Make sure to double mask if you can and get the vax. And try not to fraud hundreds of people. That's always nice. And stay safe. We'll chat with you Friday. Bye. Bye.